Well, hey, friends, welcome to the show. It's so good to be back with you, finally. I know it's been a hot minute, but I've got some great content coming out, and I'm so excited to bring this to you. Over the next couple of episodes, I'm bringing three specially curated stories to help you move your life forward. Now, these stories were recorded at the end of 2019, and because of some unforeseen circumstances, I just wasn't able to get them pushed out to you until now. But I actually kind of feel like it's a little bit of divine intervention because we're in a completely different place now. It's September 2020, and the world kind of tilted and went a little crazy. These stories that I'm bringing to you are so suited for even now. I think you're going to find so much value in them and be able to figure out ways to reinvent yourself and overcome the odds. So let's get started with the first in a series of three stories of women that overcame the odds and created the future that they wanted. You're listening to Living a Limitless Life podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Hughes. On this show, we cover mastering your mindset, growing your faith, and becoming the leader you want to be. Every week, I bring you candid conversations featuring world-class thought leaders, change makers, and hope dealers, as well as strategies and trainings to help you get where you want to go in life. I'm really glad you're here. So come on, let's do this. Dale Carnegie of Orange County is proud to sponsor Living a Limitless Life. Dale Carnegie is a global training company focused on leadership presentation, team engagement, customer service, and sales. We help people take command of their work in order to change their lives. Joining me on the show today is Sarah Cruzan of Brand Author. Ladies, we are talking about owning your vision and the stories we tell ourselves. Welcome to the show, Zara. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. So I want the audience to know how I found you. And it was because I heard you on James Wedmore's podcast. And you told your story of taking a leap of faith and believing in yourself and really kind of going, it was like the go big or go home moment. And I was like, who is this lady? I've never heard of her. <laughs> I immediately went on social, found you, and I said, please come on the show. And here oh. you are. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, it was definitely a journey for me, but I think um, it was something that started a ripple effect in my life. And I'm just so grateful to have had that opportunity for somebody to hold a mirror up in your face and really see how the decisions that we make or don't make tell the story of our lives in a lot of ways. And if I wanted to change that story, I had to do something different. And so, yeah, that was the, the scariest thing, but also one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. I love that. Okay. So let's just start from the beginning. Tell that story and then we'll go into your advice because you and I were were dishing it here before we hit record. (laughs) I was like, oh girl, we have to come back to that. So share your story about, you know, where you were and how exactly how you chose to leap 
Yeah, so um, I came from corporate life and um, I, uh, my husband and I had a restaurant actually. We had um, that restaurant for five years and then I unexpected, we didn't think we could have children. We've been trying you know, for a while and um, the doctor said it was not gonna happen. And then five years into our catering business and restaurant business, I got unexpectedly pregnant. And we decided that we had waited so long for this moment and it was a gift from God. And I don't know, you you guys know restaurant hours are crazy and yeah. we thought this is not how we were gonna do it. Yeah. So we made the very difficult and scary decision to shut down our restaurant when I was about six months pregnant. Scary. Uh, and my husband went back to corporate and I uh, was a stay-at-home mom. And so for the first few years of his life, I dabbled. I was a dabbler. Um, I had done a lot of PR and uh, marketing and gotten some big clients when we had our restaurant. And so some of my entrepreneur friends were like, hey, since you're not doing it for your restaurant anymore, can you help us with our thing? And so I started mm -hmm. taking on clients one-on-one -on -one, and I started working for bigger agencies that just you know, on the side. And I've been kind of playing with the idea and wishing that I could pursue this, um, but not really working it. You know, I was, I was playing at it. And I continued to be in the safe space where I didn't really have to do anything. And then we got the news that um, my husband's work, the benefits were changing. I know probably Almost everyone in America has a similar story when that, right? <laughs> when that changed. And it was going to cost us um, almost a quarter of his paycheck um, to continue to have benefits. And so, you know, when you have kids, that's just a non-negotiable. So we thought, yeah. okay, it's no longer your whatever you make can go to soccer practice in Disneyland. This is, a, you know, a thing and it has to yeah. be done. And so I talked to my husband and we decided, okay, we had until the end of the year, December 31st, because they were going to pull out that first payment, January 15th check. And if I didn't make this entrepreneur business go, then um, I was going to go back and get a nine to five. Mm. And um, which for me was devastating because yeah. I wanted to be there with my son um, through everything. And, um, so I, I was afraid of course, and I had spent so for four years, part of it was not being an integrity, integrity to myself. Mm -hmm. And part of it was me not taking the time to get to know myself again. Mm -hmm. So I was a very high achiever in corporate. If you set a standard, I was going to hit it. And I couldn't figure out why after I became a mom that was so hard to do. I was scattered and lost all sense of time and all the things that I was good at, I suddenly just couldn't grasp for the life of me. And, and so I just wasn't getting any traction and I wasn't sure why I wasn't doing things. And I was frustrated and I was scared. And a friend of mine said, hey, I think you should do this program with James Wedmore. And I said, well, who's James Wedmore? It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny now, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm really glad that I didn't know anything about him because I'd never listened to his podcast. Um, and so, because I, I had no idea, I, I, 
about the Wedmore Woo. Like I was completely, (laughs) I, I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. She sent me this link. It was a digital CEO link. So it was very, you know, practical Lego building. And so I said, yes, this is what I need. I need a step-by-step plan because I feel like my brain is still in pregnant mode and, (laughs) you know, nothing's quite focused in. So this is going to give me the focus to do it. Uh And so I had no idea how we were going to cover it. I had no idea how I was going to make, you know, the $8,000 mark we needed to make in, you know, it was six weeks and how the heck we were going to do it after spending $3,000 on the course. (laughs) Wait a minute. You had six weeks to come up with eight grand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a little more than a thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It sounds crazy now. Um, Uh but I, I remember, you know, I talked to my husband and we talked about it and he said, well, you know, you've, you've got, you've got till the end of the year. Cause I bought it in the middle of October, but I wasn't going to launch it. Um, I didn't get, I didn't get my hot seat till November. So then Mm -hmm. I have till the end of December, you know, to make it happen. And he said, well, you know, he gives you like a nine month, you know, refund guarantee. So if it doesn't work and, you know, it's not what he says it is, then I said, okay, that's just, you know, but, but still. And so this was it. I was all in. This was my plan, my plan, <laughs> my plan to make the money I needed to make and change my family's life was the James Wedmore plan. I had no idea what it was, but that was it. <laughs> and, um, and I, I was talking, we just went to the live event and I was talking to somebody about it. And I remember I went in there just guns a blazing and I typed in the Facebook group that um, this is it. This is the time I have to get it this time. And then James drops a comment in there and he says, what if I told you the fact that you just said that tells me that you don't get it. And I just, oh, you know, this is going to be so much harder than I thought. <laughs> And, um, and so I, I, I bought the program, I dove right in. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to get a hot seat with him. And in that hot seat, we didn't talk about any of the things I wanted to talk about, which was specifically, how do I launch this thing? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and he refused to talk about that with me. And instead he talked to me about, where my stories were and I'd never heard of such a thing yeah and he said well what's your story what is the story that you're telling yourself Mm -hmm. and um he kept asking it over and over again I was like I don't have anything to say to him I have no stories (laughs) I have realities right (laughs) it's like these are not stories that I've invented these are realities yeah monetary thing is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, My current revenue is happening. Um, It's not a story. It's reality. And I fought against it. Every time he asked for a story, I would fight back with the story that it was a reality. And, um, and after he asked it so many times, it just kind of fell out of me. I don't even know. I didn't even realize that it was happening in my mind, but Mm -hmm. it was there. And it was, not what I thought it was. My fear wasn't so much to fail. It was to succeed because wow. if I succeeded, mm-hmm. then what would that mean? It would mean that I might have to now work full-time, work ad hours, work corporate hours again, be the breadwinner, and then not be able 
to support my son because what happens? You make more money, you increase your lifestyle. Now that becomes a thing. You can't just go back, right? And mm. so I was afraid that I was going to have to choose, that I couldn't be all in as a mom and all in as me, as, as mm-hmm. what, and what I wanted to do and the impact I wanted to make and the business I wanted to have, that there was some kind of choice that I had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he helped me see was that there is no authority in this world that says you have to choose. That mm-hmm. is you and that is your story. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to change your reality and change your story, then you can change your future. It's as simple as that. There's, there is no, there, there's, there's no contract that you've signed anywhere that says you must choose one or the other. It's something that you're building for yourself. Is that where you think, because earlier you mentioned that you felt like you weren't really in integrity with yourself. Was that, is that the collision right there? Is that choice? Yeah, I think that I didn't do the self-work. I always, Mm -hmm. all the work that I'd ever done on myself had been external. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen myself as a person who lacked integrity. Because Mm -hmm. if I told you, I'm going to show up for a podcast. I'm going to show up for a podcast. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's been 26 hours since I've slept. That's because I said I was going to do it and that's my word. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't see was that I didn't see an integrity to myself. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to get up and work out. I said I was going to launch this course. I said I was going to make 10 leads. I said I was going to do a Facebook Live. I said mm-hmm. I was going to put a piece of content out. But then I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was really good at coming up with reasons why it was okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my husband works full time and I need to have dinner ready because that stinks to work all day and come home hungry. Um, my son just kind of looked like he really needed me today. So I'm going to do the mom thing. Mm-hmm. And that's more important. And um, I was really good at finding reasons to make my lack of integrity noble when in fact it wasn't um, at all. And I think that that was something that I had to deal with. And the minute I could look at myself, because that's the hardest thing, I think, as mm-hmm. as humans, to look at yourself and not look at everyone else and everything else and environmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a, a scary thing to look, because once you know that you're the reason for your situation, you then know that you're the way out of that situation. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about that because I mean, this is going out to a lot of women that really believe that they have to pick. They want out of their corporate nine to five. They want to pursue that dream. They also want to be there for their spouse, there for their kids. They want to have girlfriend time. It's this whole balance. They want to hit the gym. They want to eat healthy. And just rattling off that list, I know people are going, Oh my gosh, that's overwhelming. How do we it do is. all of that? It is. Well, I, I think that you can't do all the things all the time. And I think that one of the things that I'm going through myself right now, you know, I can't say that I've, I've mastered it, but one of the things that I'm presently working on is making a list and getting to know my true priorities. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of things that as women, or maybe just even as humans, we feel like we should have as a priority. Health should be a priority. Kids should be a priority. Veg time should be a priority. And there's so mm-hmm. many shoulds. And 
beyond the blanket statements of shits or specifically. I need to have one date night a week. I need to have one girl's night a week. I need to have yeah. 80 hours of kid time a week, you know? And so we put all of these shoulds, you know, we built a story of we're not enough mm-hmm. unless we've accomplished all these shoulds, mm-hmm. but they're not really our priorities. They're priorities that society has put on us. Mm-hmm. And so really getting in tune with what is a priority for you? What fills you up? What makes mm-hmm. you a better human so that you can give to the people that you need to give to? You know, I was just talking to, um, to a friend this morning and, um, you know, she mentioned, she said, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. I don't want um, to ask for help or to tell somebody when I need something, because as the mom, as the wife, I'm the nurturer, I'm the giver, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have to ask for things. Um, and there's that that should again, you know. But if mm-hmm. if you're not getting filled back up, then how are you able to re-give? And so really getting in tune to what, what you need, what's really a priority for you, mm-hmm. and then taking the time to do those things and everything else is noise. Everything else, you know, is mm-hmm. something that satisfies others mm-hmm. and not you and, and who your true self is. And oh gosh, that's so good. Okay. So I don't want us to glaze over what you just said about that person you were talking to that was saying, but I'm the caregiver. I'm the mom. I shouldn't have to. Do you, I don't know if you're going to like this question or not, because I have kind of a love-hate relationship with the why question. So when somebody says that, you go, why? And then then they'll state their case and then you're like, okay, and why? And you know how it takes back all those layers? That's so funny because in my, in my branding course, when we talk about their vision, we, mm-hmm. use, I, we call it the, but why game. And yeah. I always joke that I wear this football helmet because by the end of it, you're <laughs> going to want to punch me. Somebody's gonna take me out because it's agitating because it <laughs> the further back you go, the mm-hmm. more agitating it becomes, you know, but why? Yeah. And I think once you go back that far, all of a sudden you can see the stories falling mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. You know, because somewhere, somewhere along the line, you were told that this is what a wife or a mother or a friend or a daughter or a sister should be. Mm-hmm. And you're clinging to that, but it's not in alignment with who you are in this moment. And mm, so good. It's so, we just, life is so fast. It's so hard to just stop and take the time to do that for yourself. Um but I'm understanding now just how important that is. That is good. Okay. Now let's go back to the story where you needed the was $8, it nine, $8,000 <laughs> and you yeah. had like nine weeks to do it barely. Yeah. And, so and were you successful? I was, I was successful. Um, tell us I what did. happened. So, um, you know, I, I was freaking out with James on the call and I was like, well, I don't have a list. I don't have money for Facebook ads. I just spent all my money on your course. You know, I, I got nothing. <laughs> You're like I got zero. Nothing. <laughs> and he says, well, I would challenge that. Mm-hmm. You're look, he's like, you're just so busy looking at all the things that you don't have. You're not looking at the things that you do have. So let's right mm-hmm. now make a list of what you do have. And um, I did have a list of people who I thought I could help people that I knew that I, that I knew I could help with their brand and Mm -hmm. and help them grow their business. And I had their email address and I knew who they were. I just never approached them about it. Mm -hmm. I did have, um, 
my knowledge and the makings of a product. Mm -hmm. And so he said, all right, so let's go. And I did have six weeks and I had time. I had time, not much, but I had a little bit of time. And so he said, all right, take those three tools and make something with it. And so I did. I, the next day I made my lead list. I sent out emails. I made phone calls. Um, I took people to happy hour wine, <laughs> happy hour wine, Jinx, and I talked to them about what I could help them do and that I was trying to put this group together. Um, and I thought that they would be great and, and why. And I didn't even have a sales page or a sales pitch. Um, <laughs> I pretty much told, explained to them what I wanted to come out of it mm-hmm. and offered to answer any questions for them. And I used their questions as a guide, guiding point for me to really start creating what the offer would look like. I was like, all right, that's a good question. That should be in there. Let's take notes. Um, You know, what's so interesting (laughs) is you basically did it the way that we did it back in the day before everything was on social media. Old school. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so as they were telling me, and um, as they were telling me um, what, what they needed, I was like, I can't help them with that. Yeah. I can show them this. And I was thinking of tools and resources and things that I'd done with my one-on-one clients that I could use. And so from that, I created the group coaching program and we launched it. It was awesome. Um, I loved it. I've done several since. I'm actually um, doing one. I'm doing a launch now. It closes in the beginning of November. And it is the best gift for me to work with people in that Mm -hmm. way. And I never would have seen I never saw myself as a coach I was an academic I was a practitioner I did it for Mm -hmm. people um and so um yeah so I hit the goal it seemed ridiculous that I could hit the goal with such ease you know really Um, because you know before working with people um there was just that mind block like no one would pay me this amount of money because it seems so easy but here's the thing about your zone of genius Mm. you take it for granted because it comes naturally to you. And so you don't see the value of it, but what God's given you as a talent, other people highly value. Oh, wow. And so that's just right there, a story that you tell, like I have nothing special to give. And then somebody will tell you, oh, but you're great at, at product development and organizing mm-hmm. these things. And I'm like, no, that's just common sense. Everybody can do that. That's not a thing, you know, but it is a thing mm-hmm. for them. Just like what they're great at is a thing for you. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's and, you know, just another story that we tell ourselves sometimes. I agree with you. We do take our zone of genius for granted. But there was something that you mentioned to me before we started recording, and I was absolutely blown away that you even said this, but I know it hits, I know this is going to hit deeply. We talked about the, do you like me factor when you put your offer out there? That's a big deal. Okay. Talk about that. Um, so I, this is a recent, uh, uh, thought that has, that came up for me, you know, in in the work that I've been doing in, in the group. So, um, I've been doing the group coaching and I still have the one-on-one clients and we've come to a point where I'm ready to take it to the next level of passive income, which is the group of the members, I'm the course of the membership. And I've had a lot of resistance to it Mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure out why there was that resistance. 
Mm-hmm. And what I've just kind of had an aha moment about is when you work with clients, when you work one-on-one with someone, when you're an agency, it's very much about the work. You are a practitioner. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't get that sales pitch, it's very easy to detach from that because they just either, they, they, they don't like the process. Mm-hmm. It's, it's strictly that. And you can say that and be okay with that. But once you move into a personal brand space, it's a whole different ballgame because there's the personal part of it. And so it's, mm. do they like me? And so the fear is, can I detach from it and detach from the results? in the mm-hmm. same way that I can when you're functioning as a practitioner. And there is that I am part of the brand. It's not just the content, but it's the person who's delivering it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that real hesitation to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. Um, and, and I think that that's something that I knew I was resistant to it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know why. I would make up all these other stories. Well, it's because I haven't really nailed Facebook ads. Well, because I really haven't. When I get a thousand mm-hmm. followers, then it'll make a difference because my conversion rate will make sense mm-hmm. in putting out a passive income, you know, a passive product, you know. And so, um, but it's not, none of that. Those are all just stories and semantics. The root of it is that I'm worried about being vulnerable and asking also, do you like me? Um, and that's, and that's, you know. I'm so glad that you shared that because let's face it, when you're on social media and you're looking at other people's lives and stuff like that, we're all trying yeah. to find where we fit in, whether it's, you know, um, like in your community, whether, and, and I'm thinking more like your real community, not like your online communities, if it's PTA or your soccer moms, or it's even women's groups through maybe your, your faith or things like that. We all want to fit in somewhere. And we're so afraid of not being accepted for who we are and what we have to offer. Because I think as people that we're just hardwired for needing other people. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I had this experience over the last three days, and um, it was so unique because those were people. I mean, we are telling personal things to each other, and we've known each other for maybe three to five minutes. I mean, yeah. But that's vulnerable. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we go deep. We go like childhood deep. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, my eyes are probably still swollen. There's a lot of crying involved. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of stuff happening in there, but I think that um, it was so beautiful to be in a space with people who energetically you aligned with. Mm-hmm. And it was so safe to be your authentic self. You didn't have to be on all the time. You didn't have to um, worry about being too direct. Um, mm-hmm. it, there was an understanding that everything that was given and taken was done with love and understanding and kindness and gentleness. Mm-hmm. And um, that there was good intent behind it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, you know, this is a wonderful feeling 
and I don't want to lose this and then go back. There was a girl in the group, Care Bear, and she made this great question, like, how do we go back to our life and keep that going? Yeah, that's a you good know? question. And and so I was thinking about it. I was like, well, it's finding people, finding people like them mm-hmm. to surround myself with every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. It's not about conforming to the groups that, you know, that puts you in that should be state of mind. Well, I'm a PTA mom, so I should be this, mm-hmm. or I'm a, you know, this, I'm a, this professional, I'm in, you know, I'm in the ad game, so I've got to wear this suit and I've got to speak like this and I've got to, you know, but just really surrounding myself with people who will allow me to be my authentic self and stepping into that and just naturally attracting them. Um, and I think that there's, there's, power in that and honestly there's sanity in that I mean (laughs) yes I I felt a sense of freedom like I hadn't felt since I was a kid you know before you start clicking out and you know groups start emerging when you're just marched to the beat of your own drum Mm -hmm. you're oblivious to all the things that are happening around Mm -hmm. um and it was so refreshing to connect with that version of yourself again um Mm. and I just thought you know I've got to find and keep these people in my life and find more of these people so that I can, I can feel that safe space to do that all the time. I like that so much so that you find that version of yourself again. Yeah. Wow. It just makes me think of my own life looking back to when I was a kid and there were those moments. I had a weird childhood, but there were those moments where (laughs) I had sometimes (laughs) times of just being that kid doing my own thing and being oblivious. We grow up and we lose it. We get busy pursuing our education, our career, and trying to keep a marriage and family going and and all the things and get a a meal on the table. Yeah. That is just so profound. I it must be where I'm at or what I personally needed to hear. I'm sure for the listeners, somebody needed to hear was that version of yourself when. Yeah. Okay. And it's a great <laughs> reminder of that. You know, my son, you know, we laugh all the time. We go, you know, we're at the grocery store and he's wearing his Dr. Seuss felt top hat, <laughs> singing Baby Shark at the top of his lungs. And he has not a care in the world, you know. I, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> I love that. So was it a year ago at this time that you were getting ready to launch your brand? Yeah, it was a year ago. Um, it was it, almost to the day. It was October 18th that I bought BBD. And then I launched my first course the second week of December, closed it out the last week of December. And we started in January of 2019. That was okay, favorite. that's amazing. Because you know, when people put offers out there, they're like, well, don't do it at the holidays because people are focused on, you know, gift giving. They're not going to buy courses. And then Oh, don't do it in January because everybody's paying off their visa bill. Like there's always the excuses of why not to put an offer. Did did any of that fear of I'm doing this on top of the holidays ever creep into you? Oh yeah, especially because it was two thousand dollars. Oh. Um, so you know, there's that. Yeah. Like, that's not just a Christmas present. That's Christmas for a lot of families. Yeah. Like um <clears throat> so yeah. It was uh it was def- that was definitely there. I also thought that people weren't even going to be in the headspace. Like mm-hmm. these people have checked out; they don't want to think about work until January. Right. Um, you know, all those things came up, and 
I just thought those are all possibilities, mm-hmm. but th- that's not data. That's theory. So let's make data and see what happens. And I like so, that, you know, yeah. Um, I did it and they didn't, they didn't resist. Um, there was not of all the things of all the questions they had, not one of them had to do with the holidays. Not one of them had to do with the money. Wow. Um, That's surprising to me. Yeah. The biggest question I had was, which was funny. The biggest question I had was, so tell me exactly what is brand? (laughs) (laughs) And so once I explained to them what it was in the three-step process, the three phases that we go through to construct their identity, Mm -hmm. um, they were like, yeah, okay. Um, I was fully prepared for and nervous as heck about the, they're going to say it's too expensive. So then do I come back with a counter or do I stick to my guns? You know, Mm -hmm. didn't even come up. That is so interesting to me. Yeah. Wow. Because of course, that's what we always hear, even in sales training. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. I, I think it's good to plan and prepare, but what I'm really good at is spending a lot of time creating things to worry about instead of (laughs) evidence to like understand about, you know, (laughs) you are like a girl after my heart (laughs) and sister, because that is the truth right there on the table. People, she is speaking (laughs) truth. (laughs) So what happened after you launched? Did you add to your program and just relaunch again? Or what is that process like for you? Yeah. So, um, I, I relaunched it. And so I, I surveyed the heck out of them as we go through it because I wanted to understand. And it's funny because what I thought, what I thought was going to be most valuable for them wasn't what they got out of it. They Mm -hmm. found something that was totally different, which is actually part of my persona type. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. It was all about the organization of it and how um, I'm, a, I'm an uh, essentialist is my personality type. So how I was able to like break it down, simplify it, create order from the chaos. And that was, and I'm thinking like, it's how much money they made. That's what they loved about it was like all the yeah. testimonials about how much money they made. And they were like, yeah, that was cool. But like that I feel clear in my brain and I know what I'm doing when I get to work in the morning. So I took wow. that and I reworked my messaging because my original messaging was, I'm going to help you make more sales, grow your brand, increase revenue. So really changing my, my messaging um, and then diving deep into the areas that they really found value in. And there was a moment in the middle of the year where I thought, you know, this was great. Let me add another piece. And I half did it. Like I started the launch runaway and I was like, you know, this feels icky. I'm not ready yet. I haven't Mm -hmm. done enough to really optimize. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I need to do is make a thing. And then for some reason decide that it's not enough. And I have to have seven things to make Mm -hmm. me legit. Like I can just do this one thing really well until I get it down really well. And then start to open up another thing. Um, And so, you know, there's been back and forth and there's been work through the process, keeping me focused and staying being okay and watching everybody else's testimonials of like, I started with this and now I've got eight things and mm-hmm. being okay that like, I still got my one thing and it's getting better and it's growing every time. And, you know, it's, it's getting where it needs to be and it's easy now and I yeah. can enjoy it. There's something about taking a moment 
to enjoy what you've created instead of always making a new project for yourself. Oh, that is really yeah. valuable <laughs> advice. Really valuable advice. No, I just so appreciate you. You were up all night trying to fly home yeah. and, and here you are just showing up like, and bringing it girl hats off to you. <laughs> So here it is late October when we're recording and this is not dropping until January, but I really want you to plug what you're going to be doing in January. So when everybody hears this, they can jump on board and start following you access your, you have a wealth of knowledge and it's you guys, it is like sitting at the coffee table with her. Like she's our people. You guys, she is our people. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that I just joined Next Level. And so uh, I'm really excited about that. That was another leap of faith. Um, so the, so now that we've got the group coaching down, we'll continue to, to have that group coaching. I love being able to connect with people on one-on-one. So we'll continue to do that. Um, and then come next year, we should have our uh, online course ready to go. And, and so I'm excited about that. I feel like taking the year to really, you know, learn from the group coaching, because I think Mm -hmm. building curriculum is a whole different thing from practitioner. And Mm -hmm. so learning how to give people the information that they need and not geek out too much and (laughs) with all the data. So, um, the group coaching was a good exercise in that. And now distilling that down even a little bit further for people mm-hmm. who are wanting to learn it uh, on their own and, and, and um, do it in a course format, a more do-it-yourself level. Um, so I'm really excited about that. It's taking that leap to personal brand and that's going to be fun and exciting. And I'm sure I'll, I'll learn a lot of new things. So that's exciting. Well, thank you so much for being here, Zara. And you can find Zara at brandauthor.com. I'm going to have everything linked below in the show notes. You can catch her on Facebook and Instagram. So I'll have that for you as well. And we'll stay in touch so that whatever happens over the holidays, and she has that program ready to roll out, I'll make sure that it's linked below as well. And don't you think we ought to let uh, James Wedmore know that we literally just did like the hugest plug for him? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm still vibing off of that whole week that we spent out in Laguna Beach. It was, it was awesome. So yeah, we should let him know. Yeah, that's awesome. So it'll be great to follow up with you and see what happens. And I want you to come back and share as you are learning and growing. It's so nice to hear and learn from someone like you that that is like us. You just decided to take that step and it worked and you're turning around and sharing that knowledge of So one last thing, was it as scary to jump as you thought it was going to be? Um, I, you know what, it, it wasn't only because of how fast it happened. It's like, have you ever been on a roller coaster and you're, Mm -hmm. you're waiting in line for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and the fear just starts to 
stack up as you aim that line. But then the minute you jump in the seat and they strap you in and you just know there's no turning back, you kind of lose the fear. And you're positive <laughs> in the so it's like the shorter the line, the better, like the more you hem and haw, which is why, you know, I was telling you, we went to, uh, to the, the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as, as soon as they started the pre-sell, you know, I ran to the back of the room and I grabbed one of the BBD coaches and I said, all right, I'm doing it. I'm doing next level. Here's my credit card. Let's go before I change my mind. Because I, I hate that, that dragged out waiting in line yeah. feeling, right? Yeah. Um, of the fear building out and the doubt creeping up. And she said, well, actually we have envelopes. We're going to come out with them. You know, this total anticlimactic moment. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> but I did it. But in that time, I think that, you know, when we stretch out that thought, mm-hmm. it does come up because logically I knew it. So, you know, the last time I did this, the last time James, invited us to challenge ourselves. I invested $3,000 and I made 8,000 within, you know, a couple months. Mm-hmm. Logically, I believe that that will happen again. The mm-hmm. hesit- I believe in the program. And so then it forced me to realize that the hesitation and the fear was, do I believe in myself? I'll mm. step up again. Yeah. Because that program works. I've seen it mm-hmm. work for others. I've seen it work for me. Mm-hmm. So why is it not a no brainer to level up again? It was and so that was my opportunity to bet on myself and say, you know what? I do believe this is going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think there's that fear, but I think that do, do your homework, you know, know what you're doing. Make, you know, don't, don't be impulsive about it. But once you have the facts, just pull the trigger. The longer you wait in that roller coaster, life, <laughs> the worse it gets. <laughs> I love that analogy. I I think sometimes when I get in that seat and strapped in, I kind of want to pee my pants or scream. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but there's no going back. Once you're there's no in, going it, back. You are not getting off. Yeah. <laughs> That is perfect. Thank you so much for being here, Zara. And I hope you get some sleep today. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome that um, she literally just flew back to Texas from California. There was weather issues, so she could not get home and she was up all night, but still showed up here to deliver content and value. And it's so appreciated. Wow. Thank you so much for having me, Sharon. So great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was so good. Everything that she shared really, really just hit the nail on the head from wondering if you're liked and you have that likability factor to the stories that we tell ourselves. What story might you be telling yourself? Well, I want to challenge you to think about that a little bit. And hey, reach out to Zara. You can find her at brandauthor.com. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. And I'll have all of her contact information linked below in the show notes. Also, I wanted to let you know that I have a brand new subscription membership. It is a faith-based personal development called Confidence Academy. If you'd like to check it out, I'd love for you to stop by. It's at SharonHughes.net forward slash confidence academy. So hey, friends, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, I wish you every good thing.